When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, thanks for joining us for another Tribe Supper. Uh, plenty to talk about, of course, after Borough grabbing a late draw against Ipswich Town to set up what must be a mouth-watering playoff semi-final against Aston Villa. I think you're officially obliged to use those terms when talking about a playoff semi-final. I'm joined today by uh, Chris Garbett, a uh, big fan of Borough, home and away, and Anthony Vickers, who will be well known to everybody, and myself, Philip Tallentire. And the first question we're going to talk about, the first issue, I suppose, is Vic, they did leave it late against Ipswich. Is that... The fact that they managed to find a way, and they have been finding a way lately, are we taking positives out of that, or was it a bad time to have a... It wasn't a bad performance necessarily, but it wasn't it wasn't the best, was it? They were slow out the traps once again. Well, yeah, I thought it was a great game. I mean, they showed characters to come behind, from behind twice. They hit the bar, they had one cleared off the line, they had one ruled out for offside, and apart from the first 20 minutes, I thought they totally dominated the game. It was a good end-to-end game. Uh, pushing forward, chasing the game, they left some space at the back, which Ipswich exploited. Yeah, clumsy penalty. In terms of what it could have been as an end of season performance, I mean, Borough could quite easily have tossed that off, made eight changes, and turned out a match that had no bearing whatsoever to either the season gone or the games to come. So for me, it was important to uh, turn out a strong side, keep the momentum going show some spirit, some will to win, and get a positive result. And they, they did all those things. So, so for me, it was, a, it was a good day's work. Chris, I was a bit... I, I think what probably overshadowed it for a lot of people, but, uh, I, I know it did for me, was how, how poor they were in the first 15 minutes. I take on board everything Vic's just said. Mm. And I think for the, for the final two-thirds of the match... Borough were obviously unlucky not to score a few more than they did and um, really got under just, undone just by slack defending, didn't they? But the, the, the first 15 minutes, that again, the issue about not starting matches on the front foot, do you think they were caught out by Ipswich, who should have had one foot on the beach? Because I thought they were impressive, given there was nothing at stake for them. Um, you know, Borough kind of let them, let them, whether they were allowed to or not, they, they, they gained the ascendancy, didn't they? Uh, yeah, I mean, having secured the playoff spot, the previous week against Millwall, um, the the intensity maybe wasn't there from the start. Had it, you know, if if it had to have been there from the start, it might have been a different story. But I think it was a, a, a similar sort of feeling in, in, in the end. It was a, a very jovial sort of party atmosphere, and you know, in and around Ipswich in the town centre, and and certainly in in, in the stadium, um, and maybe Borough just sort of started the game. A little bit sleepily, you know. I think that, you know maybe. I think it took it took them um, fifteen twenty minutes to wake up when they realised that they had to because I thought it switched right uh, straight from the off. I was actually I was actually very impressed with Ipswich. You know, I thought mm. they played. I thought they played really well. I thought the def- from twenty minutes in to the end of the game, I thought they defended really well. Yeah. But around a lot of chances, they threw bodies on the line in front of them, and they didn't have to, did they? You know, yeah. it meant nothing to them. Um, so I was quite. Um, impressed with the application and attitude maybe not the quality from them at times but certainly the application it made it difficult for Borough yeah I forget they were challenging up at the top end of the table for a while weren't they yeah, and, uh, yeah. I thought Wagon was excellent yeah 
Yeah, um, you know, there's there's certainly no um, no way that you could accuse them of being, but you know, being switched off and, and on the beach and ready for the holidays. Um, thought it was a good game. I enjoyed the afternoon. Um, I think it was important for Borough not to lose the game. Um, you know, we're going to Saturday now on the back of um, no defeat in four, um, three of them which is wins. So um, it keeps us chugging along, um, and yeah, I mean, it, it was a, it was a, it was a good weekend all round. With the um it purely just went unchanged in the end, which was um, we weren't quite sure whether he would do that or whether he would. You know, he did say before the match he was going to take it seriously as a contest. He wanted it. he owed the fans who travelled a long journey a performance. Um, do you think he'll go unchanged again? I mean, Bamford again just put his name out there, didn't he, with that late goal? And it's you know it's all about being in the right place at the right time, and he certainly was. Um, and you so barring injuries, how do you think uh, Pulis will approach Saturday in terms of team selection? Uh, I think the Bamford stroke Brit is the only real dilemma. Uh, obviously, Bamford had been the first choice in the, the weeks running up to that until he got his injury. Uh, Brit's come in, worked hard, uh, got a goal. Uh, looks like he's slotted into the mentality that's needed. So, uh, And he, he will, will feel that he's done enough in recent weeks to to earn the shirt but Bamford has been the first choice and as you said he came in uh, it buzzed around got a goal it's a nice dilemma to have Mm. to be honest Uh, the rest of the team I think pretty much picks itself Uh, I think the only issue is if anyone picks up a knock in training but I can't imagine the training will be too intense uh, for me, that's the only question mark. And we were talking about it earlier, Chris, weren't we? It, it, it's about getting some sort of lead to take to Villa Park, isn't it? You know, and in, in that respect, Tony Pulis, he just set his teams out to be tight at the back. Of course, he does, but he, he knows he needs to score against Villa, doesn't he? To, to to get that advantage, to have something to defend when he goes down there. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, touching on the Bamford thing, just you know, uh, again, I said on on various tracks of the podcast over the last sort of four or five weeks I'm glad they're both firing we need them both firing um, it's healthy and you know if, if if one of them was to get a knock you know for argument's sake if it was going to be Bamford and, and Britt hadn't played any football over the last four or five weeks and and, and just all of a sudden they did get a knock or, or got injured then you've got a, a ring rusty British on longer who you know hasn't played much football and, 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 and won't be able to fit straight in so I'm glad that they're both vying for that shirt I think they both deserve the shirt um, it's just that that great opportunity now, um, that that's so that problem that, that Pulis has got, um, that he's going to have to make a decision. But like Vic said, other than that, the team picks itself. Um, personally, I think for me, I, I would probably play Bamford at home. I think Villa will come and sit deep, sit a little deeper than they will at Villa Park, and I think his movement in and around the box might cause him a few problems when you know when they are sort of sat quite deep. Um, so yeah, an interesting one. But you know, we said just five minutes ago in the office before we started this. Um, it'd be great to get a, a, a comfortable lead to take there, wouldn't it? You don't really don't want to be going there after a, a nil-nil or a one-nil loss. You know, knowing that you have to win or maybe win handsomely to, to to get through. So very very important that we start well on Saturday, um, and, and and try and get a lead that we can that we can take to Birmingham next week. Um, you know, hopefully hang on to. And who's the pressure on? I mean, he, he, uh, George Boateng said this week that he thinks that. Um, if Villa don't go up this time, they could have some serious problems in terms of keeping players, uh, losing good players, trying to replace the players they've got. Obviously, they've been down a couple of years. 
Uh, Burra, he says, shouldn't panic if they don't go up this time around. Uh, Tony Pulis has just been in charge six months. Uh, he's a good manager. Um, he'll, he'll get them up next time. Uh, how do you see it? Yeah, because sometimes in, in the in, in the championship, you've got to take opportunity when it knocks, don't oh, you? Of course, yeah. You, you don't get to pick and choose when you go up. Uh, I think the pressure is in the home game. I think the pressure is on Villa because uh, Borough Borough scored goals. It's fourteen games now since Borough failed to score. So I think Villa Villa's task is to is to stop Borough and to stop Adama Traore. And in some ways, that's that's good because it means that they might have to change the way they normally play slightly. Do you think they'll come for a draw? Uh, yeah, I think I think they'll come and try and stop Borough scoring because that's going to be key. If Borough get if even if it's one nil, and we know that one nil is a perfectly acceptable result to Tony Pulis, that puts uh, all the pressure on Villa at home, mm. having to claw something back with their own crowd potentially on their backs. So. I think the first leg, I think it's going to be very, very cagey, but I think Borough will score, and that could be key. If they get the first goal, we know that that changes the dynamics of the match completely, and they are well well versed in defending a 1-0 win. Mm. Yeah, one, of the, one of the big issues, Chris, this week has been the... Um, we'll come back to the match itself in a minute, but there's been the allocation for both clubs, 2,000. I mean, you, I know you've got your ticket, but... And you've been to a lot of away games this season. You'd have been none too happy if you hadn't got one, wouldn't you? Yeah, I know. You know, I know a lot. Of, a lot of my friends, um, a lot of a lot of Borough fans that I see week in week out on the road have missed out. Um, it's unfortunate. You know, there'll be the same conversations will be going on in and around Villa Park. That you know they'll have they'll have fans that have missed out. It's 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 not a big allocation either way. I don't know the ins and outs and the reasons why, but. Uh, I mean, you know, we, we we chatted about it briefly. Aaron, what, what what do you think it is? What, why is it so small? I mean, you can only think. You can. I mean, there's been no formal um, confirmation that I've seen for the reason why they've both agreed two thousand. Uh, the, the 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 argument that a lot of people are coming up with is it's the kind of the minimum requirement, and 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 both clubs want as many of their own supporters in the stadium as possible. Which I get. My my counter argument to that is football's about big occasions. It's about rewarding fans for their loyalty through the season, and I I think. When you get a big, whether it's a cup tie, whether it's Liverpool going to Kiev and they're only allowed, what is it, 16, 18,000 mm. tickets, whether it's Borough going to Eindhoven and only getting 8,000, I think big occasions are for fans. Mm. And for me, fans should, okay, there's going to be some sort of limit and people are always going to miss mm. out. But it seems to me that 2,000 is, is really not trying too hard. Uh, I mean, would it, be, is it, it is in the regulations, I think. I think it's 2,000 or 10%, mm. whichever is the smaller. Uh, the park's a big stadium, though, isn't it? And and the point I think the point a lot of fans have made is that both clubs, both Borough and and Villa, have had larger away followings in their stadium this season. Mm-hmm. So it suggests that it's not as if they can use the argument that well, our capacity for away mm-hmm. fans has always been two thousand. Yeah. I think there's probably a lot of little things in there that suit various parties. Uh, for instance, I think the home club will probably be confident they can sell more tickets than they normally would. Mm-hmm. So that would. You know, the obvious place to take those tickets from the extra tickets mm-hmm. is going to be from what would be the normal away allocation uh, there's also a question of segregation uh, I mean, we mentioned, we touched on this that Villa are going to have a thousand seats as part of their segregation zone and normally they might only have 250 the police might prefer a smaller allocation as a routine thing because uh, league fixtures are predictable 
they they have the fixture list in advance. They can plan police leave. They can plan security operations. Uh, the playoffs get dropped on 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 them at the last minute, so they might put pressure on the mm. uh, on the authorities. I mean, they wouldn't. It could quite easily be Millwall versus Cardiff, for instance, and you wouldn't necessarily want four thousand away fans in in those games. And I think I think if that was the case, you'd understand it if there was a historical. Yeah, but because, because of all these things yeah. and the fact that you get very short, very small time to actually turn the logistics around of these games that's what the regulations are there for I mean whether you agree with them or not I think that's where the pressure comes from from Mm. from the authorities Uh, it it probably suits both it probably suits all the clubs really Uh, and the the clubs aren't going to kick up a fuss because it's going to be sold out pretty much whoever they're playing I would be interested to know where it was led from that that allocation number because Maybe more so Aston Villa. You know, if, if, if they were to come here and, and get a poor result, say for instance, and Borough were to take a lead there, then they certainly don't want three, four, five thousand raucous Borough fans in, in the way. And whereas, you know, Borough, Borough uh, I, I can imagine it being Aston Villa's more, more so their prerogative that, you know, second leg, we need it mm. full of Villa. We don't want a, a, a big Borough following there. And maybe just Borough have, have, have returned that favour and said, "Well, you know, that, that's all, that's all we're going to give you I, to." I, I, I don't th- think I don't think we'd be having this conversation if they'd said three thousand each, would we? It just there's this kind of yeah, it, it kind of it's that idea that it's slightly less than normal rather mm. than the, than the norm or slightly more than the norm. Yeah, uh, I mean, I take Vic's point about it's a quick turnaround, it's a high octane fixture, um, and obviously the game's live on TV as well. Mm. Um, one thing's been discussed we've obviously talked about it a lot in the office uh, uh, particularly interested in your view on it Chris is is the old talk of some sort of loyalty reward structure that a lot of clubs have mm-hmm. in terms of making sure that you know if you if you trail down to Millwall in December and if you were at Villa Park in September whenever it was and mm-hmm. and you did the the difficult games Cardiff was a relatively smaller weight attendance for understandable reasons if you'd missed out with somebody who'd never been in a away game this season, you'd be pretty peeved, wouldn't you? Yes. If you were a season yeah. ticket holder as well, yeah, particularly. I mean, you know, there is, generally throughout the season, like you mentioned, these games here, but Borough do sell out quite often on the road, but you know, it generally maybe goes on for a week or two, and everybody who wants an away ticket can generally get one, can't yeah. they? It's only when these games come around when, when the demand is high from, from you know, every Tom, Dick and Harry, every man and his dog wants to go... That's when these conversations start to arise. When you know about about loyalty systems. I mean, the, the, there's. I think it's great that the interest is in there. You know, I'm, I'm glad the whole town's getting involved. I'm glad it's going to be full on Saturday. Um, I'm I'm glad that there's people who maybe aren't, you know, aren't every week in week out like like some people are, um, are interested and wanting to go because at the end of the day, like, that's what we want. You know, we want the whole town behind the club. The the only thing that does. Did, you know that I don't like, and it does leave a little bit of a sour taste. Is that you know I I have friends and and and, and know people that have done literally fifteen, sixteen, seventeen away games this season that that can't go, and you can you know you can bet your bottom dollar that but there, there will be some Borough fans in that away yeah. that will manage to have laid the hand on an away ticket mm. who won't have been away all season. I mean know? I understand your argument against it because that it creates kind of a a cartel of away fans can, yeah. and nobody else can get into that. But but is it beyond the weight of a club to say um because they've all got they've got they've got the information on computers now, haven't they? They say we're putting the ticket we've put we're putting the tickets on sale on Tuesday um, for 24 hours, those tickets will only be able, available to fans who bought tickets for Cardiff away or Cardiff and Brentford away, for example. And at least that opens it up to some fans who've been 
Which what Villa have done, isn't it? Villa you know, have done, Villa have done you know the, the problem I have with it is I think it's so open to abuse because people then buy. Tickets. Yeah, but that what I'm saying is people wouldn't know for a match like that that that, that that's just a you'd say literally you wouldn't let people know that the fixture they were going to say you think right what's the, what's probably you know if Borough were at Cardiff on a Tuesday night like they were a couple of seasons ago you then, say, well, then you'll get people who say well I've been a fan for 40 years why am I penalised because I'm working the next day and I can't get to Cardiff midweek yeah. the, the problem is if you have a loyalty system and you say to people how are you going to work it they will always come up with a system that suits themselves that's the problem with yeah, it of course yeah. and uh, I mean, I, I, I don't understand, for instance, you know why... You know people who go to a lot of games against people who don't go to any games? That's, yeah, but, that's surely but people, fairer than to but, have an open ballot. Well, no, because the, the, the priority, for the, as far as the club are concerned, is season ticket owners. So that means that when you sell a season ticket and you're saying to people, one of the benefits of buying the season ticket is you have priority for matches of high demand. Now, some people might not like to go to every away game, but a, a, a match might come up that piques their attention and they think, right, well, I fancy that. Why should they be told that they, they, don't, they don't have a chance of getting it? Because, uh, uh, because other more frequent travellers have locked those tickets out. That would make it very difficult for the club to market the season tickets if one of the main benefits is undermined uh, by a loyalty system that's rewarding a small group of people who have the facilities, the money or whatever to clock up the points. And the problem with this is that they're always open to abuse because... As has happened at Manchester and Liverpool, people buy tickets for matches they've got no intention of going to, to get the points and then sell them on to somebody else. Mm. So you get a self-selecting hardcore of people who, who monopolise the tickets. Now, I don't understand why the club didn't got away with, uh, did away with the pride card system, which was kind of halfway out. Mm. You're saying I'm a season ticket holder and here I'm buying into a, a priority intermediate priority thing because that way people who might say well I only want to go to maybe three or four away games yeah. a year can register their interest and have a slight edge do you think but, but why should they be locked down because they can only make three or four games do you, th- a year? do you think the problem is that too much is loaded on the value of a season ticket which at the end of the day if you buy in advance which a lot of fans do and not fair play to them for doing so they get good discounts against the guy who walks up Mm. and pays cash over the counter when he feels like it. That, isn't that your reward for being a season ticket holder? And then, as you say, Vic, some sort of loyalty, membership, pride, whatever you want to call it, card, where you might pay a few pounds up front at the start of a season, mm. but its advantages include you know, a priority booking for away games, for example, or something like that. So it's, you're meeting people halfway. I'll tell you what, uh, we were chatting about it in, uh, in Ipswich on Saturday, actually, with a couple of people who said you know, they were worried that they weren't going to get tickets for the away legs, so on and so forth. And um, one guy that we were chatting to made a good point. He said, you know the away season tickets that they currently have on offer door? I think there's 250 available, isn't there? Sure. You've got to pay for that up front. Mm. You've got to pay for that up front. So that's, what, be 600 and odd quid, won't it? Why don't they... On top of your season On top tickets. of your season tickets. Yeah. So that's an initial outlay at the beginning of a season of around £1,000, yeah. which is a lot. So for them people who do like to go away every single week, you know, there, there are... I think we... I, I, I said that there's maybe about 150 to 200 who, who, who don't miss an away game ever. I'd say that's around that number. So why don't they... At the beginning of the season, people have the season cards for the home games, that's fine. If they were to offer, say, 500 to 750 away season tickets, which you can pay in instalments throughout the season 
So a it makes it easy it easier to pay for, mm. but you're still giving that commitment of over mm. the season I will pay the six hundred odd pounds. So I don't think that you would get an interest of seven hundred people who would do that. So what you're then saying is right, everybody who knows that they're going to go to every single away game and, and they don't want to miss away games, they want they want to take it for every game, they're going to get one, and then you close that off. Then people are sorted, yeah. and then you just let the people who don't, who who at the beginning of the season, if they don't go for that, they don't take up that option. They then are holding their hands up and saying, "I'm not going to go to every away game." So then, then people are they shouldn't be given priority. You know, the, the, the people who do want that commitment, they've got the priority to get the ticket. I mean, everyone's going to have a problem. perfect system. I think we'd all agree it's that. It's, it's um, yeah, but I mean, but, that, but, that but seems but, fair. That, I think that, I think one of the problems that underlying it is that there's no there's no drive from clubs to facilitate. Away fans because there's nothing in it. They don't make any money off it. A far sighted club that saw that as a PR thing would do that, and a far sighted club maybe would subsidise travel to the you know the really bad midway a week uh, midway midweek away games. But most clubs aren't far sighted. Most clubs are driven by the profit motive, mm-hmm. and there's nothing in it, nothing in it for them. I mean, this is a, make other, other than travel other than. It helps the team. I mean, the, 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 well, it does. Yeah, yeah, the, big, the big change. They don't, they don't see that as being a massive thing no, that yeah. they can influence. For instance, you know, a club that that cared about its fans and, and uh, was doing a good PR exercise uh, would come to a reciprocal uh, pricing arrangement, mm-hmm. and Borough refused point blank to, to do that with Ipswich. Ipswich Town, yeah. I mean, that, that could have helped a thousand five hundred Borough fans. I mean, it might only be a tenner, mm-hmm. but it's the gesture that's mm-hmm. there, and also. It shows that the clubs are cooperating and they do see that there is a problem with the way travel. I mean, the, 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 this is a relatively recent thing in many ways because A, in the 70s, not many people had season tickets, so you had the old coupon system, and B, you didn't have the internet. So it, the democracy was if you could be bothered to get up early on a Tuesday morning in the middle of December for an FA Cup ticket or whatever it is, League Cup semi final ticket. Mm. You, you, the chances are you'd have got one because you, you got out of bed and the bloke around the corner or the woman around the corner didn't. And that, that's a difference as well, isn't it? Because that, 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 that's kind of, there was a democracy about that. Well, fair play to him. He queued up for four hours to get his ticket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I can't really, I can't really, you know, remember this, the, the queue snaking around there some park, don't we? If those of us only. Well, for the ZDS one. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I mean, it's great. Do you I, know I, I, used to, I used to enjoy doing that. Yeah, there's a, quite a community fun. feel about yeah, it, wasn't there, yeah. for tickets. Yeah. I mean, the great thing is, is we sat here talking about a nice problem in some respects. We're talking about big crowds for big games at the end of a season and, and for a lot of the season I think we'd all agree that that was looking very unlikely I mean we've sat, we've sat around this table and various tables like it all season more often than not the conversation's been around how disappointing the season's panned out how poor the, how poor the squad's looking not how poor it is but how it's looking um, should Gary Munt go should he be replaced that kind of question so you know if, if the season ended with the playoff semi-finals has that given you something, Chris, as a fan, that you didn't expect maybe three months ago? Is it the bare minimum that you expected? At, at the beginning of the season, it was it was the very the very least. Um, it became quite evident early on that we weren't we weren't going to be challenging for the top two. I think that was sort of evident by October um, that we weren't going to be strong enough for the top two. And um, I know there was. It was even at Sheffield only a month ago at Sheffield United when we came away from Sheffield United. Yeah. thinking that we we'd blown it. We were, there's no chance we were going to get in the top six. So it's been topsy turvy. There's been peaks and troughs like there is in any season. But I, I, I certainly haven't thought at any point during this season that we're like we're going to go up this year. 
So and, and all of a sudden, you know, over the last sort of three, four weeks, it's sort of been sprung as it, you know, we made it to the top six. And not just that, we're sort of bouncing into them, aren't we? You know, three wins against three Val rivals. Um, so it's the, the excitement and the adrenaline of, of, of the thought of promotion and the thought of a weekend away at Wembley has almost sort of been thrust upon Borough fans from, you know, o- over the last month. And I think that's why it's like, it's really took off. I mean, you know, that's all that everybody's talking about at the minute is, is a Borough going up in the town, you know? It's definitely got that sort of vibe, that sort of vibe about the town now, you know? That's, People are talking about it in the office. You know, everyone's booked there with hotels. Everyone, well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's you know it's 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 exciting. I mean, it's it's, it's for fans. It's 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 nerve wracking, isn't it? But for, for you know, we've been in this quite a while now, Vic, and we've had plenty of seasons that have petered out in November, December, March. You know, when when you the Borough weren't going up, they weren't going down. If they were in the Premier League, if they were in the Championship, the, the you know the, the the promotion campaign had had, had fizzled out by March. So tonight, it's nice when you look back. I mean, obviously, some of the things that have happened aren't so nice. But you think this season playoffs, last season, obviously the disappointment of relegation, season before promotion, season before that excitement of the playoffs. Mm. So it it feels like it's starting to get back to that time what we call the pearly years, where <laughs> for about twenty five successive seasons you had either a relegation yeah. or promo- promotion mm. right about going into the yeah, last well, day of the season. I mean, the first fifteen years I covered the club, we didn't know what division we were in next year with two games to go. So it, you get your money's worth. There's no question about that. There's plenty of ups and downs. Uh, this season has been a very, very strange season. It's been two seasons, hasn't it? Mm. Badly welded together, and we have to hope that you know in the next couple of days, <clears throat> the, the, the fractures of, of the, that that don't tell. Uh, the first half of the season, I, I was deeply, deeply disappointed in the fact it never looked like the club had any momentum. It didn't feel like a promotion season. It didn't feel like a coherent team. Mm. Uh, I think there was a lot of disjointed areas, clunky areas, not just on the pitch, but I think there's there's been problems off the pitch as well this this year. Uh, and uh, when Tony Pulis took over, I think it kind of gave you a second chance, but it took a long time to bed in. It was a real slow burner, mm. a very different style. It's meant a change of mentality, a change of approach, quite a big turnover in players as well if you think about the, the team that Gary Monk was turning out in October there's, you know, there's half a dozen, dozen of those players either not at the club or out on loan or, or not featuring not involved, yeah. so that there has been quite a radical although quiet change mm. about the club and that's made them far more fit for purpose uh, if we don't go up now it might be a case of maybe we couple of weeks earlier might have made the difference uh, it is a, they are coming into form at just the right time I think there's a coherence about the team there's a spirit there they can score goals uh, to go into the playoffs and go up via the playoffs I think would be fantastic if only for a selfish reason that we, we've never done that And I, if you'd have said at the start of the season you're going you to have a, an awful season but you'll go up f- through the playoffs and win at Wembley mm. I'd have snatched your hands mm. off. I mean, end of the day, if Borough in the Premier League next season, no one will care how they got there. Um, let's hope Borough make a, the perfect start of their playoff campaign on, on Saturday evening against Aston Villa. Uh, Vic, Chris, thanks very much for joining us. We'll have you all the news, views, and analysis over the next couple of days as we build up to that massive match. And of course, follow us next week when we, re, we reflect on that game and look ahead to Villa Park. All the best, everybody. Cheers.